Hello, how are you? It's Monday again. Here we are. I, I hope your week's starting off great, having a uh, a good day. Um, I am. It's been a great morning so far, so it's only going to get better. All right, let's jump into this. Um, we are in our key holder series, and I know that the description for this uh, was talking about the fivefold, and and typically. I will follow up with something from Sunday, um, but I, I wanted to kind of take a step back into something I was looking at uh, yesterday morning while Angie was talking, and um, the, the question came up of what does your faith expect? Does does it expect big things? Does it expect small things? Does it expect anything at all? And if you have watched any of our stuff over any length of time, I'm sure you've heard us use the phrase, you tend to experience what you expect. And so uh, I want to to back up. I, I talked a little bit into Matthew 10 yesterday or, or the end of chapter nine into 10. And I wanted to back up a little bit more into nine and and read some stories here and then and then look at some of what we looked at yesterday. So Let's jump in. We're going to start in uh, Matthew 9, 18. So Matthew 9, 18. While Jesus was still speaking, an influential Jewish leader approached and knelt before him saying, help me. My daughter has just died. Please come and place your hand upon her so that she will live again. So Jesus and his disciples got up and went with him. Suddenly, a woman came from behind Jesus and touched the tassel of his prayer shawl for healing. She had been suffering from continual, ble continual bleeding for 12 years, but had faith that Jesus could heal her. For she kept saying to herself, if I could only touch his prayer shawl, I would be healed. Just then Jesus turned around and looked at her and said, my daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has healed you. And instantly she was healed. Excuse me. When Jesus finally entered the home of the Jewish leader, he saw a noisy crowd of mourners wailing and playing a funeral dirge on their flutes. He told them, you must leave for the little girl is not dead. She's only asleep. Then everyone began to ridicule him. After he made the crowd go outside, he went into the girl's room and gently took hold of her hand. She immediately stood to her feet, and the news of the incredible miracle spread everywhere. Two big stories right there. This Jewish leader came and said his daughter died. Jesus immediately got up and went and started going uh, uh, to where she was. And on the way, encountered this woman who needed a healing and had faith that she could just simply touch his garment and be healed. And then when he got to uh, the place where the girl had died, everybody inside had faith that she had died, not that Jesus could bring her back to life, bring this young child back to life. And so he had to make them leave. He had to get their, their faithlessness out of the room and and went in and and brought her back to life, and I, I think that's a, 
an important thing for us to take hold of is is what what does your faith expect? It just is going to go back to that question over and over again throughout what we're talking about right now. What does your faith expect? And I hope it expects big things. I hope it expects that uh, uh, just the the simplest act can can bring about the outcome that you you're desiring. Healing, you know, raise the dead, cast out demons. Okay, let's go on. Verse 27. As Jesus left the house, two blind men began following him, shouting out over and over, Son of David, show us mercy and heal us. And they followed him right into the house where Jesus was staying. So Jesus asked them, Do you believe that I have the power to restore your sight? They replied, Yes, Lord, we believe. Then Jesus put his hands over their eyes and said, You will have what your faith expects. That's a big statement right there. It's a big statement from Jesus. You will have what your faith expects. What does your faith expect? You should probably take real stock of that and and understand what your expectations are. Verse 30 says, and instantly their eyes opened and they could see. Jesus warned them sternly, make sure you tell no one what just happened, but unable to contain themselves, they went out and spread the news everywhere. I I just, I, I don't think I would be able to contain myself either. Having just encountered Jesus in such a way. He goes on verse 32. While they were leaving, some people brought before Jesus a man with a demon spirit who couldn't speak. Jesus cast the demon out of him and immediately the man began to speak plainly. The crowds marveled in astonishment saying, we've never seen miracles like this in Israel. But the Pharisees kept saying, the chief of demons is helping him drive out demons which totally doesn't make any sense. You know, that that's the whole house divided against itself will not stand. Uh, so their argument that the chief of demons is helping him drive out demons doesn't make any sense. It's just nonsensical. And this is the part where we got into yesterday, where uh, Jesus walked throughout the region and, and shared the joyful message uh, of God's kingdom realm. You know, that it's it's close enough to touch. It is at hand. It's right here. It was the kingdom was standing before them. And some of them, some of the people missed it, but others didn't. And he talks about uh, the harvest is huge and ripe, but there are not enough harvesters to bring it all in. Right? As you go plead with the owner of the harvest to thrust out many more reapers to harvest his grain. And and we know, and it's it's easy to observe. You can sit back and look and see that uh, the people who should be out doing the work uh, of of the kingdom are are content to sit back and wait for a handful of others to to do an, an even bigger thing, to try and reach outside of where they should be when when they're trying to equip people to go and do the works of ministry. They have to also equip and do the work for the for the harvesters who are unwilling to go out and and reap 
what has been sown. And so it goes on in, into chapter 10 here. Jesus gathered his 12 disciples and imparted to them the authority to cast out demons and to heal every sickness and disease. And then he lists the, the uh, disciples there that are going and he commissioned these 12 to go out into the ripened harvest fields with these instructions. You know, don't go into any uh, non-Jewish or Samaritan territories. Go after uh, the lost sheep of, of Israel. And he says, and as you go, preach this message. Heaven's kingdom realm is accessible, close enough to touch. You must continually bring healing to lepers and to those who are sick and make it your habit to break off the demonic presence from people and raise the dead back to life. Freely you have received the power of the kingdom, so freely release it to others. I love this right here. He commissions them to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. And, and right before this, we get to observe him, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. It's, it's an incredible lead up to this commissioning where Jesus does the very things that he imparts authority onto the disciples to then go out and actually do. Not just sit back and watch Jesus do it over and over again. But no, now they have been imparted to go and take action to do the very things that they just witnessed him doing. And he tells them that that you have freely received the power of the kingdom, so freely release it. And I I just was sitting here this morning and thinking about uh, his body, us, the body of Christ. Are we continually bringing healing to the sick. Do we continually do that? Do people turn to the body of Christ for healing? Or do they turn to the body of Christ for healing when nothing else is working? Rather than knowing that we have the the power and authority to release that and we are willing to do so before needing to go to a hospital or a doctorate, knowing that they can come and find what it is they need because that is contained inside of us. And I also asked, I was asking myself, are, are we as the body of Christ, have, do we have the habit of, of breaking off demonic presence from people and raising the dead back to life? Is that a habit for us? Or is it something we we shy away from and we keep at arm's length because we don't want to be seen uh, as crazy? We don't want our our reputation to be soiled because we believe in the supernatural. It's interesting that we are not continually bringing healing to the sick. It's hard to understand why we don't have a habit of breaking off demonic presence from people and raising the dead. And what I find even more alarming is that the body of Christ is putting a lot of these things up behind a paywall nowadays. There there is people with great authority 
and, and have been given great grace to perform miracles and, and release the word of the Lord. And, and they are putting it up behind a paywall. They are not freely giving. It says freely you've received the power of the kingdom. So freely release it to others. Trust God for everything because the one who works for him deserves to be provided for. You will be provided for doing the works of ministry. Whatever industry it is you're in, you'll be provided for because Jesus said so. So that's what I wanted to to look at this morning is what does your faith expect? Does your faith expect to continually be healing the sick? Does your faith expect to have a habit of breaking off demonic presence from people and raising the dead? I hope it does. I really do. I really hope that 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 is your uh, faith's expectation. And you know, and and like we said, you tend to experience what you expect. And I just, I see that as more of more, more than just a tendency. It is the reality of the kingdom that you will experience what your faith expects. So take stock this week, figure out what it is that your faith expects right now. And if it's big things already, ask Holy Spirit to enlarge that even more. If it's not, ask Holy Spirit to to break open so you can understand why and and be healed from whatever that is that is is keeping your faith's expectations small. Because likely there is healing that needs to be had there. Share that with somebody. Share with us. Let us know. We want to hear from you. All right. Have a great week. Look forward to to hearing from you and we will see you uh, Wednesday morning with unedited chats. Bye.